Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new era for the 49ers. Oh, my God. Jimmy Garoppolo. With a roster full of talent. Debo Samuel with the catch. The pass is going to be picked off by Bosa. Nick Bosa. And it's almost time for kickoff. Welcome to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. And we welcome in from the Hilton Santa Clara. John Dickinson sitting in for Larry Kruger. Lorenzo Neal is here. The 49ers and Cowboys going at it today. Divisional round of the NFC playoffs. And we're with you for the next couple of hours. Uh, stop by the, the tailgate party, music, drinks, foods. Uh, kids are welcome. Just <laughs> stop by, say hi, Lo. It's a, it's a lot of fun and a party atmosphere. And I got to tell Absolutely. you, a lot of Cowboy fans. Yes. A lot of Niner fans. Yes. And, and this always takes me back to, to my childhood, my teenage right. years, right. And, and, and coming up when you were playing in the league right. at a, a big-time level. Niners, Cowboys, it didn't get any better than that. And they played last year in the in the first round, and it's just it feels like a massive, massive event out here today. No question, JD. It feels so massive that you know our boy Larry. You know you had to come and stay in. You know JD comes out and going IG live. JD's all smiling. He's pretty in the face, slim in the waist. JD <laughs> said, "Larry, if you're scared and you're stuck in traffic because you couldn't get up early, guess what? I got you, and I'm going to represent." So me and JD, we're holding it down, Larry, till you get here. But I'm telling you, you're right though. This is a game. I'm driving over from. Fresno, California this mm-hmm. morning, and I'm coming across Pacheco Pass on the 152, and we stop in Los Banos, and it's hundreds. I'm serious. Hundreds of people at the gas station. They got buses. It's Dallas fans. It's Niner fans. They're yelling in the parking lot, and everyone's just all fired up. I'm telling you, there's nothing like this rival. This has been around the 80s and the 90s, the catch and all the things when you think about the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, it's been some rich tradition, two great franchises. You know what, J.D., if you can't get along, you might as well get it on. So let's get it on today, baby. It's two great franchises, and it's also two thirsty franchises to taste 
being in the Super Bowl and winning a Lombardi trophy because you got to go all the way back to the 95 season for right. Dallas. Hell, they haven't even been in a championship game since the 95 season when they last won the Super Bowl. Right. You go back a year prior to that, and that's the last time the Niners, when, when these two teams faced off in the NFC Championship game, the third of the three consecutive years, that's the last time the 49ers were able to taste Lombardi, losing a couple of Super Bowls within the last decade that have been highly noted. But, uh, yeah, these two teams, great NFL brands, great NFL oh, yeah. franchises, fan bases, but thirsty, hungry almost froth-in-the-mouth type fan bases for this game, and, and somebody's going home today. Oh, no question, J.D., and I think that's a great narrative how you just set that up, talking about what the fan bases mean to the National Football League. When you look at these two brands, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, you have two brands that's been around. You have two brands that are iconic. You have two brands that travel well. The fan base from the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, it's unbelievable. You ought to see it out here. If you're not here, you're with, you're missing a, 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 a party you're missing just something that's epic epic you see so many dallas cowboy fans you so many see many niner fans and it's interesting it's kind of interesting looking at just the fans because you know that there's fans out there because the line hasn't moved much there's a lot of money coming yeah, in on the cowboys ways, right yeah. right yeah both ways both teams fan bases yes. think this is their year yes and the 49ers the, the brock purdy show continues right. here as the niners look to continue their winning streak which goes back toward uh, October the 30th uh, with the Rams. They've done it with Garoppolo. Now Purdy's taken over here and another home game and another opportunity for essentially the legend of Brock Purdy to yes. continue to grow. Yes. Dak Prescott got a little bit of the right. monkey off his back right. last week. Right. Uh, hadn't quite performed well in the playoffs, but Monday night, terrific game for Dak. They beat Tampa yep. Bay, and they're coming out here trying oh, to yeah. get to that NFC championship. No game. worries. No, no, no question, JD. So let's just go in and before we get dive into the, you know, of course the X's and O's and what this game means and what's gonna happen today. I know we got plenty of time to talk about that. But let's go through and recap kind of last week. Sure. What did you see when you saw let's talk about the Niners and then we'll get into Dallas, what you saw against Tampa, what made that unique. But what did you know, watching these playoffs and then of course watching Philadelphia, we gotta talk about Philadelphia and the Giants. What did you see last week and also what you see in Philadelphia with the teams that are still left in the, in, in the show? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw 49ers team that, that was, I think, getting used to being in the playoffs again. I, I thought yeah. Seattle brought a, a real good effort uh, early on in, in the game, obviously being able to take the lead. The Niners defense, a little bit vulnerable early in the game. I thought Purdy was a little shaky uh, early in the game, so missed right. that first throw. Right. But, but the thing that stood out to me was that Kyle Shanahan – was unafraid, even in the rain and in the muck, to come out and let his rookie quarterback throw the football because he thought that was the best thing for the game plan. I thought the Niners hung tough in, in that game. Right. And, and it was, you know, I, we talked about this a lot, low yeah. throughout the season. The fact that you kind of wanted to see Brock Purdy and the 49ers go through a little bit of adversity to just see how they'd be able to handle it before it got down to a point where, if you deal with too much adversity, you might be going home. Right. And I thought the game against Seattle turned out to be, in a way, the perfect balance, Low of they were tested, they had to deal with being behind at halftime and not maybe playing the best first half, the defense a little bit vulnerable, but but they stick with it and they're able to, to force the big turnover once they get the lead and then the thing completely snowballs as we've it seen. It, it, once it the Niners get it's up flipped. by more than a score, 
everybody pins ears back and the turnovers start coming and the, the crowd gets into it and it starts flowing and it turns into a route and that's what the Niners are able to do. I, I, I agree with you. And, and I'm just talking about the Niners and you look at the rest of the playoffs. When you think about the Niners, you think about Tampa Bay and Dallas and you think about the teams that are in the playoffs. Do you feel that Tampa Bay and Seattle – two teams playing their best football at the end of the year? Do you think these are two teams that should have been an outside looking in? Should they not have been? When you think about the momentum of those two teams, because let's face it, Dallas and the Niners both had great outings last week when you consider what they did and how they end up winning in the fashion. They, but were those two teams, in your opinion, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle, two teams that necessarily wasn't hot, wasn't playing with any type of Seattle, consistency. Seattle got it together the last couple of weeks after the Niners beat him and sent him into the wild card bracket. I, I thought as far as Tampa was just a, not a great team. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so I think that as you look at Dallas, and Dallas played an exceptional game except for the kicker who kept missing oh the, the extra points. I've right. never seen anything. I know you guys will talk. We'll talk a lot about yeah. that in the next couple of hours here because that's a potential advantage for the 49ers. They stuck with Maher, the kicker, even right. with uh, – I've never seen three I've missed never. in a game, I've let never. alone four. Never. And, and he winds up uh, keeping but, his job for the week. But you remember the Chargers? Remember when I'm on that team? We're playing the Jets. Nate Kading. Oh, yes. You remember we were playing the Jets. Yes. We were a surefire thinking we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Had all the teams. We had the great LT oh, and all yeah. the weapons. Remember I Nate remember Katie? That. What did he miss? Three that night? I, I don't know, but I, I remember that. Like, oh, my goodness. He was missing field goal after field goal. I was like, oh, my goodness. So, watching that game, but the Dallas happened to be on the winning end of that. Yeah, they, they were up, they, they were scoring touchdowns, right, which right, is good. Right, right. And the, the interception in the end zone with Brady, that yeah. I think flipped it. You know, that was Tampa Bay's opportunity to keep that a game. But right. So, as you look at the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are loaded. Their defense is loaded. Yeah. This is, I think – Top to bottom for the entire season, the top two defenses in the NFL. When you when you just they both had ups and downs at different times, but I think as you as you look at it heading into the playoffs, these are the the best two defenses clearly remaining uh, at this point. I mean, the Eagles' defense is you know, pretty good. They got a lot of talent. They got speed. They got, they got a lot of talent. Yeah. But but these two teams have been touted as at, at times historically great defenses this year. So so I, it feels like. They've been almost on a collision course. Got favorable opponents in the first round. I think both can can hang their hat on that. But both teams, in their own way, handled their business. Yeah. And 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 really, I think quelled if there was any doubt. I don't feel like there's a lot of doubt about the Niners going into that game against Seattle. Yeah. I do think there was still a little bit of doubt. Could Dallas actually win one? The Niners went in and beat him in the right. first round before. Dak didn't have a great playoff record, but but he played his best game of his playoff career, which I think you know we're all recency bias right. and so you look at Dak and you think oh boy if that Dak comes in to Levi's the 49ers you know, th this is going to be a tougher game it, it is and, and there's several questions that I mean good, you know like to ask you it's like one is like you talked about the quarterback position if I asked you to name the I mean rank the quarterbacks that's still left in the NFC from from best to worst how what's the order of that and then I want to ask it into what tell me with this with the Niners and Dallas Cowboys where does the Niners have the advantage on defense, and where does Dallas have the advantage on defense? Kind of want to go through. How do you look at it, you know before we get into, you know kind of the tail of the tape before we get prediction and all that other stuff? Sure. But, but yeah, so if you look at the playoffs, just with playoffs and look at the teams that are left, how do you rank in the NFC? And we'll get in the AFC later. But how do you rank these quarterbacks right now? That's left. Well, I mean, right now I think you know, Jalen Hurts looked healthy last night. He did. That, that's one thing he I'll did. say. And he was throwing it I, and 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 running it. And, and you know that's that's a whole different animal. I, I, I if agree. the Niners get through I, yeah. get through today, yeah. uh, but I think Hurts showed 
something that we needed to see because the, the question about him wasn't, is he capable or right. talented? Although you want to see him get that, that first playoff win under his belt, which he was able to do, but he looked healthy. Uh, I, I almost put him off to the side in his own category okay. at this point. Okay. And you, then you look at Purdy. I mean, how, how could you not like? I mean, it was a historic performance in terms of yards and, and, and all of that for, for Brock Purdy. You know, somebody playing in, in his first playoff game right now. But I, I think when you look at it, narr- right. but when you look at it yeah. and, and you separate it, you could make a case for Brock Purdy right now being the, being the best quarterback. You could really make a case for all three of them. Right. But, but at the same yeah. time, the Niners have to love the fact that, that Purdy's performing at the level that he's performing at, but there isn't some future Hall of Famer right. on, uh, among any of those other two teams that are, that are left. So I think, I mean, you could, you could make a case. That's why I, I wanted to ask you because I think it's fascinating when you look which at – Which Dak's going to show up, though? Right. I think that's the question right. for the 49ers. Bringing it a little bit back to this game, it's which Dak is going to show up. Is it the good Dak? Is it the bad Dak? Dak was a little bit more mobile in the game against Tampa, which I think can cause some, some problems yeah. for the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Dallas's game plan against Tampa – and, and how that translates to, to this game with the 49ers coming in and all the momentum and the 11 in a row. I think you're absolutely right. Dak Prescott said, hey, I'm going to stop this sitting back in the pocket and think that I'm just going to be a pocket passer all day long. I'm going to make some things happen with my legs because I can, and I'm athletic enough to make it happen. And you saw once Dak Prescott got out of his way and said, I have to be a little bit more gutsy. I got to take a little bit more chances athletically to say I got to keep my team rolling, and he did that. So when I'm looking at these three quarterbacks that's left now, Jalen Hurts, like you said, you could put him athletic, all the things that he can do. And then you look at Dak, and then you look at Purdy. Now, for me, when you look at experience and you look at quarterbacks and you're talking about just what have they done in the league, I think it's I think you would have to say who Dak won A or B, whatever, and then and, and then you would have to say Jalen yeah. because he's because the experience. No and doubt. I'm just talking about just the, yeah, the amount of time. A, he's been a starting quarterback that's had success it's, for it's, longer it's, than, it's, than Purdy has. No right. doubt. And so when you look at it like that and you say, okay, so then if it's Purdy three, you're like, well, shoot. If you're looking at it like just quarterbacks and what they've done, their body of work, it seems like the Dallas Cowboys in that retrospect. But the flip side, I think that, we, you know, because they're like, oh, you're picking Dallas. That's not what it is. The reason why I think that he can play like this, a lot of it is because he plays within himself. See, I think Dak Prescott, to, for them to win today, because Dallas does have a chance, for them to win today, he's got to play great. Yeah. He's got he's, he's going to have to throw the ball. He's going to have to make more plays, in my opinion, than Purdy does. Well, yeah, because you're, you're looking at it in terms of, and I think you have to, you look at the quarterback with the other talent around yes. the quarterback. And I think the 49ers are the most complete team. I think when you go offense and defense, I also think you could make the case that they've got the most weapons. Philly's got weapons. Dallas has got weapons. All three of these teams have some big-time weapons. But if you separate the quarterbacks out of it and you start looking around at McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and Ayuk, I think that's as formidable uh, as as any. Buddies, you know, others, if you will, totally among the three I, in the I, I NFC. Know, I, and I think you could even make the, make the case about the AFC uh, as well, although there's some better quarterbacks in the AFC. No question. No question. If I asked you, J.D., if I said, if you look at, if you think about the receiver that's in, that's, that, you know, it's in Philly. Left, left, left Tennessee Titans yeah. in Philadelphia now. Left Tennessee Titans was, you know, yeah, was Brown, in, Brown, Brown. Brown. If you think about him and you say, okay, he and Hurts. Who else on that team can hurt? If you look at who else can hurt you offensively, 
if you look well, at Billy, the running backs, the running backs can, can. The running backs can, and and Devontae Smith can as well. I mean, they got two wide receivers. Yeah, they, they got they got tight end. I mean, I think I think a big part of the game today when you just start getting into it a little bit for the Niners as far as their deep, their defense has been a little bit vulnerable. Like we talk about the offense, yes. we love talking about the offense, and and I think the 49ers have the offense dialed. How do the Niners deal with Micah Parsons, who who's going to be everywhere? Are they going to put Parsons over on yeah. McGlinchey and yeah. and try to you know use him as as a weapon in that respect? But flipping it around a little bit because you brought up Dak, you know Dalton Schultz to me is somebody that's going to have to be contained on the seam. You know how how does Dallas try to try to use him? The Niners have been a little vulnerable over the top. Do yeah. the Cowboys have the kind of wide receiving core that can beat somebody over the top? You know Dallas is going to want to stay balanced and run the football. When when Dallas though has success, it is when they run the football a, a little bit more. As they, they can get a little pass happy, and, and, and that's what I'm hoping. They, yes, and that's that would benefit the 49ers to me if if they're a little pass happy. And if you look at if, if so, it's it's for me. If if you're the Niners and you say, look, we're going to run every time wherever Parsons is, we're going to run at him. We're going to try to wear him out. And then if you're Dallas, you say, God, we're going to get to Joey Bosa, Nikki Bosa. So if if Nikki and Parsons, if those two guys are are are, 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 are kind of shut down. Who comes up for Dallas with the, on, on that interior line? And who comes up for the Niners? So, so th- that's the question because it seems like if Nicky Bosa can't get home, to, to today, it, to, for me, it's about others, J.D. What are the others doing if Nicky can't get well, home? That, and, 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 and Dallas I mean, the same for Parsons, right? That, that's the, and that's where the depth comes in. I do think the Niners up front have more depth. Than, than Dallas does. I, I do think that, but how mo- again, it comes back to how mobile is Dak because Dak right. hasn't exactly looked like the right. most mobile guy, right. but he did move around a little bit, and they moved him around a little bit against Tampa, Right. and the quarterback that can move has been the 49ers kryptonite in addition to, I mean, go back to the, the, the Raider game. I mean, I think there are some similarities with, you know, the, the Cowboys have C.D. Lamb, who they can they can put in, and I think some similar positions as, as Devontae Adams. They right. have Schultz, right. the, the tight end, who they can put in some similar positions as the Raiders did in exposing the 49ers a little bit with with Waller, and and they've got running backs obviously that they trust. Uh, when when you look, uh, of course, when you look at, at Pollard, Zeke and Zeke, Pollard, yeah. and Pollard to me is much more of a oh, threat. Pollard's than Zeke. more explosive, yeah. no question. Zeke gets it by the goal line. Hey, right. run it in, get your fantasy points. Right, right. But Pollard <laughs> is the guy that's really getting the, the job workouts. done and moving the chains. Right. I, I totally agree with you. And, and for me, I don't think necessarily. I think the biggest. I think Dallas has an advantage. I, I don't know about you, JD. If you said what's the Dallas advantage on defense. Would you? Would you? Are you in the same church? I would say secondary. What? How, what? What say you? Yeah, if you're just going secondary to secondary, right. I think that's the case. But again, how do you beat the 49ers secondary? You beat them by blocking up front. You beat them by blocking up front. Yes, you the, need time. Yes, exactly. You need time. And right. and the other thing the 49ers have done in a lot of these games, low, and it's John Dickinson, Lorenzo Neal. Larry Kruger's on his way. He's going to be here up. any He's minute. Coming. We're fired up. We're at the Hilton Santa Clara. Come join the, the tailgate party. Music, drinks, Oh, it's a great food. time. It's outstanding. Kids are welcome. It's a family fun environment here before you head into Levi's. It's the kickoff show presented by Harris Ranch Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality, and Jim Beam bourbon whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. We're out here till 3 o'clock. Again, Larry will be out here momentarily. And uh, you guys are going to be rolling here on into the afternoon with kickoff for this one at 3.30. The Niners coming in at 14-4. and four. The Cowboys at 13-5. and five. I mean, this is, you know, in a lot of people's eyes, this is the most fun weekend of football. But, but there's a reason when you get 
the late game on Sunday, that means you're the number one seed in terms of just games right, uh, right. on the weekend, and that's where the 49ers and the Cowboys are. And, and no question, J.D., when you're talking about rich tradition, you're thinking about Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers, why the late game? You look at Buffalo and, you know, Cincinnati, the Dirty Natty, love that team, see where those guys are playing. But, yeah, you know that that's a good game people want to talk about because what happened with Hamlin, now these two teams get them, you know, two weeks ago, you know, a guy on the field died, had to be, you know, brought back to life, and now that game's getting to take place. So fans are wanting excited about that one. But when you just talk about pure football and talk about the just the, the overall Dallas Cowboys in the San Francisco 49ers, all the rich tradition, how many great matchups that one player goes to one team, Dion, primetime, yeah. goes to Dallas, wins the oh, Super man, Bowl. All and those then, guys. Right, and then all flips those guys. back to San Char- I mean, Charles and Haley, then wins it. Yes. Charles Haley was a Niner who went was, to Dallas. Wasn't that a crazy by well, one player win the Super Bowls? Ken Norton came yes. from after winning with winning with Dallas. Right. Came to the Niners and then won with the Niners. Yes, I know the, the the back and forth. And look, if if you're a certain age, if you're about mid thirties, right, up, yes, right now, yes, and you're a 49er fan. The Dallas Cowboys are public enemy number one. No question. They, they are the most hated. No question. Jerry Jones, and you yes. think of Michael Irvin, and you think of Emmitt Smith, oh. and, and Troy Aikman, and Alvin Harper, and, ah. and Moose Johnston, Moose. and Dion when he oh. went over. I mean, it is, you You feel a different kind of way about the Dallas Cowboys if you're a 49er fan that is of that age. And again, I'm, I'm right in that wheelhouse right, where right. I remember growing up in, yeah, in sure. Northern California. Of course. And, and, it, and just, and you just hate it. And, and everybody, because the Cowboys have so many fans. Right. <laughs> like you, you always had, if, if you were a Niner fan, you always had, your buddies were Cowboys fans, right? Because they were the flash and dash. They were America's team. Or you had an uncle who was right. a Cowboys oh, fan. Yeah, got that or the uncle. Uncle Jody. Were a, a colors, yeah, Cowboys fans. Like, all, all of that. And and, I, and I'm still – I'm hitting them right. back and forth. My cousin right and my now. uncle right. were all going right. back and forth talking about this game, watching it from all over the country. And, and that's the, the beauty of this rivalry. It, it withstands the test of time, even though these teams up until last year, I think that rekindled it when the Niners went into Dallas and, and – beat Dallas. That was the first time they played it in a playoff game since that 95 I, right January, which is insane. This is today the first time they played in the Bay since that January wow. 15 wow. of 95. Wow. So 28 years ago, 28 the last years time ago. they played in a playoff game in the Bay, that was to go to the, the Super show. Bowl. The after, show. And that was the third straight year that they had played in that game with the Cowboys winning the first two, and the Niners got them on that day. Oh, no question. So, J.D., when you look at this game, you think about – just throw an angles before we – a revenge yeah. factor. Okay, so last year you saw the you saw the Niners in a tough situation. Dallas, all they have to do is get up and spike the ball. Some of the Dallas fans are like, oh, if the official get out of the way, he can spike the ball, and they kick the field goal. Wait, yeah. how well, they, much? they tried to spot it themselves, right, right, which right, you can't right, do. Right. They gave themselves about a three-yard edge on that. <laughs> like you can't, that's, that's why you have to have the ref touch it because the Cowboys were like, let's do it, and then they moved it up about two yards. Right. You can't do that. Right. Uh, but, but when you look at, I think, that matchup low, yeah, I, I, that was something I jotted down here I wanted to get into with you is just what do you take away from that? Because I think both teams are better than they were last year. Uh, you know, the Agreed. Cowboys were the favorite going into that game. The Niners, we didn't really know. They, they made it on the last day of the season. They were, they were getting hot but yeah. still had something to prove. Yeah. The Niners went into Dallas, though, on that January Sunday 
and they were the more buttoned-up team. They were the sharper team. Both teams got a little sloppy. The Niners had to hang on for dear life hang late. On. They got the lead and then kind of collapsed. Let it go, yeah. Like a lot of just Dallas poor came plays, back. turnovers, yes. penalties, bad stuff. But off the jump, I mean, the first play of the game, I think Randy Gregory for Dallas was off, like lined up in the neutral, neutral zone, zone. Like on the first, and, and the Cowboys, when they're not rolling, it's a lot of sloppy stuff like right. that. It's a lot of bad penalties. It's a lot of shooting yourself in the foot. It's a lot of... You know, they, they ran a hook and ladder in that right, play, right. You know, in that game early that was a, a horrible Disaster. play. And the Niners were able to, to get the lead and, and stay comfortable. And then they got, you know, as, as they have with some leads, things get Not a little weird sometimes when yeah. they get a lead. Jimmy threw a pick. They couldn't pick up a, a third and one. Right. Uh, if you remember, they, they that was the game where Trent Williams lined yep. up at fullback yep. a couple yep. times. Yep. And, Try and, to make a – yeah. And they couldn't – and then Dallas ends up with the ball driving to win exactly. the game yeah. somehow when it was – 23 to 7 in the fourth quarter. Right, right. That you're, you're absolutely right, and that that's what's going to be big today. What do you take away from that game, if anything? I know Mari Cooper's gone, and you know Gregory's not there. Are, and yeah, all there's a lot of different faces, but your message is still the same. Your head coach, a lot of the glue guy, a lot of the glue nucleus on both these two teams are still here. So, this is about the coaching all week long. Discipline, attention to details. Don't jump off sides. Do your job. Understand what's at stake. Listen, you're the Dallas Cowboys. Your organization, they think we're going to make stupid. They think we're a dumb team. We're going to be penalties, self-inflicted wounds. That's what your your Cowboys, that's what you're preaching. And you're the Niners, you're preaching the same thing. Fast start. Don't give up the big play early like we've been doing. Don't let this team stick around. Hey, guys, we can't give up a big play. We can't let them start running. So both of these teams and these coaches, I think this game has been is, 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 is course one in the trenches, but I think there's a lot of carryover from last year because the Niners as a guy, as a player, I'm thinking, okay, I know what they believe. They believe that they should have won that game. The Cowboys said we stormed back. We spotted them 20-something sure. points, We should and we came back. We had a chance. If we get lined up for the official, at least we could had a chance to win that game so if you're the Cowboys that's what you're saying if you're the Niners you're like look guys don't go out here thinking this team is bad don't go out here thinking this, this team is deadly it can score it's one of the highest powerful offense they can play good defense they're us yeah. they're a mirror of us and how we're going to get better is the by not making mistakes well mistakes. I, I think both teams are better I think when you look at, at some of the talent in specific areas I think hey the 49ers last year didn't have Christian McCaffrey the level right. that Brock Purdy is playing at right now, yep. no matter what you think of, it's Brock Purdy I in agree. the future. Brock Purdy's playing better than Jimmy Garoppolo no question. played last year or played no at any point this year. And Garoppolo played well at times this year for the 49ers. They also, you know, because of those two things, McCaffrey and Purdy, the others for the 49ers have been more effective. George Kittle now looks more like yes, George Kittle. He looks more like Travis Kelsey yep. than he does uh, a a second right tackle or left yep. tackle no, <laughs> lining up to protect or lining up to run. And so I, I think when you look at it, the Niners have some additions. Charvarius Ward uh, added into that mix, so they're a little bit different. But I think you could go up and down the roster in the 49ers. There's more areas low where personnel from that standpoint you could say oh they have this this player this player and this player they're better but I think the Cowboys and we'll see if it translates today I think the Cowboys have played sharper this year than they did last year when, right. when it comes to being buttoned up more consistently you know, less of those horrible penalties and, and things like that which which really killed them in that in the game last year against the Niners they were the 
better put together team to build that lead. Oh, no question they were. And so now it's a situation where you got to see how these two teams, how they, how, how, they, how they acknowledge what they did bad last year and how they make the transition to say who's going to play better. That's what it's going to come down. Niners, you're playing at home. They understand. Cal Shan understands his teams at home. They need to make sure they play mistake-free football, can't lose the turnover battles, because I think this one's going to come down to that, J.D., turnovers. All right, he's Lorenzo Neal. I'm John Dickinson. Larry Kruger's on his way. We're, we're out here at the Hilton, Santa Clara. Stop by, say hi, a lot of fun. Join the tailgate party, music, drinks, food. It's a kickoff show presented by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality, and Jim Beam bourbon whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. We'll keep it rolling right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. Sponsored by Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. And by Harris Ranch Beef. Legendary beef, legendary quality. All right, back out here at the Hilton Santa Clara. John Dickinson sitting in for Larry Kruger. We got Lo Neal here. Larry's pulling up now, so he'll be joining us in uh, just a couple of minutes. 49ers and the Cowboys coming up. Divisional playoff round. San Francisco 14-4. and four. Dallas comes in at 13-5. and five. Cowboys able to beat the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football in the wild card round. The 49ers, of course, uh, they got the extra day. That's where I kind of wanted to start this segment with yeah. you, Lowe, is just looking at, and we talked about what the 49ers do well, what maybe didn't go well against Seattle, same for Dallas, but and it's different every week, but from a physical standpoint, the 49ers have the extra day playing on Saturday last weekend and playing Sunday. The Cowboys lost a day, so right, the Niners actually have a plus two in terms of the advantage. Short week for Dallas. They went from Dallas right in the middle of the country to Tampa. Yeah. Back yeah. to Dallas, yeah. come out here yeah. for the game that's going to kick off in a couple of hours where the 49ers, they were home. They've been home. They haven't been anywhere really east of, what, 
at right. Seattle in a right. long time. I mean, they, they they haven't had a lot of road games. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, so the Niners come into this one. I think it's an advantage. A little more rested. I, I think it's a, I think it's a slight advantage for the Niners. If I'm if, if I'm the same, if I was the Dallas Cowboys and I was the coaching staff, I would have said, you know what, Jerry Jones, I would have been like, I want hyperbaric chambers at the facility all week, and I would have had and I would have had slots for guys. You know, have two or three of them there. And say, I want guys coming in there around the clock and getting all my guys. Everyone is mandatory. They got to get in that hyperbaric chamber to make sure that they're the oxygen and the right to push the cells and do those. Sure. We're getting sure that you're healthy. I'd make sure that everyone had an IV on that team. Whether you want to or not, I'm saying, look, we're going to make sure guys are hydrated. Make sure the massage therapists are on site and saying, look, because the first you know it, J.D., after a game, you're sore. I don't care what people say. After a game, a physical game, you played in Tampa, you're going to be sore for those, you know, 24, 48 hours. And you try to use it. Monday, you come in, try to run, get get the lactic acid mm-hmm. broken up. Tuesday's your day off just to get away to kind of let your body rest and mend. Wednesday, you start the game plan. The Dallas Cowboys didn't have that, J.D., so what does that mean? That means Monday they played a game. Tuesday, they were probably they were probably off on Tuesday. They got it got back late that night because it was a Monday night game. So you you know you yeah. finished playing to, after midnight during there, and then all of a sudden you got that Tuesday off, and now you're cramming trying to get that game plan in. You're trying cramming on Wednesday and Thursday, and you have to realize probably Friday short day. You flew out on Friday, can't fly. You know probably flew out Friday. You know probably flew out Friday. Maybe Saturday, not for sure. But you know what? And then you then you got to play on Sunday. So yes, you lost a day, a big day. So it's gonna. Be interesting just to see if the 49ers can say look let's get on this team fast let's jump on them fast let's go ahead and try to make these guys run they're still feeling a little bit of fatigue they're still a little bit sore how are we going to take advantage of that so but you're the cowboys hopefully you rest it up and you understand what's at stake so this is going to be a, a, a tough game but i do give the slight advantage to, uh, for the niners yeah and in the playoffs it's, it's all about little advantages here or there and and often you'll see a team that, that might have a one-day advantage but this is a rare instance where there's actually a two-day advantage with right. the, the 49ers 49ers playing Saturday to to today, so they got the extra day, and then you take a day away from from Dallas for playing the Monday night game. Although it was a blowout, uh, you know, even a blowout game, it's not like you're you're resting as you would in no, no other sports. No question. Even though it was a blowout on one sided. You're still physical. You still have to tackle. You still got to play, and you still got to play, and you got to go against guys for 60 minutes. It's a full game. So, yeah, I think the 49ers, can they take advantage of that situation? How are they going to use that to that advantage? And we'll see today how quick how quick Kyle Shanahan goes up-tempo and see what he's trying to do to test and see if these guys are ready and prepared because you did have a short week to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, he's Lorenzo Neal. I'm John Dickinson. Larry Kruger on his way. We are at the Hilton Santa Clara. It is uh, the kickoff show here. On 95.7, the game presented by Harris Ranch Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality 49ers and the Cowboys here uh, this afternoon over at Levi's Stadium. And uh, let's get into just, all right, 49ers offense versus the, the Cowboys defense. We talked about all the weapons right. that, that the 49ers have and Brock Purdy playing at an extremely high level. Dallas has one of the better defenses in the NFL. Yeah. Where do you think the Cowboys' defense is vulnerable to attack from the San Francisco 49ers' offense. Yeah, I, I think that you got to get on that perimeter. You understand what the Dallas Cowboys is trying to do defensively. Defensively, the Cowboys want to make sure they can put Michael Parsons in the right spot to make sure he can run things down, chase things down, and blitz on third down and say, hey, how do we find a mismatch offensively for our defense? What do we need to do to come after the Niners 
offense to come after him. So if you're in your, so I know Cal Shanahan, the chess match he's playing, it's very simple. He's saying, look, we're going to run at this guy. We know this guy's light. Parsons is light, not lighting him behind. Sure. He's fast, but he's strong and he's athletic. We're going to put a hat on him and let's make him play football for four quarters. We're going to try to lay on him. We're going to chip him when we can. We're going to hit him. We're going to do all those things. I think that's one of the places that the Niners are going to try to exploit and try to make sure have some check with me because he might go to the short side of the field like, okay, he thinks the Niners going to run to Trent. And I would also switch that and run to where, sure. to where he is. So that's one of the things that I'm doing schematically, offensively, especially in the run game. And then on the passing game, hey, I understand. I have playmakers all over the field. Debo, Ayuk, of course, McCaffrey. How are you going to deploy those guys? I look at McCaffrey today. He's going to have a big game because here's what happened. Barn injury. Here's what happened with McCaffrey. You line him up in the slot, and either you're, putting a, you're not putting a linebacker on him because he's too fast for a linebacker, and he's going to run by, by him. They don't have a chance. Are you going to try to put a safety on him? In the safety, he's too physical, and he's too quick, and he gets out of the way of the safety. So the safety really doesn't have – so when you're looking at McCaffrey – He's a nightmare that you don't have an answer for. No defense have an answer for him because of what he brings to the table. It's going to be interesting to see how they try to bracket him and do some type of zones on him. Yeah, it, it, it is. and uh, So it's all about Parsons for you. It's yeah. all about, it's all about exactly. how do you contain Parsons? Exactly. How does Micah Parsons get rolling uh, against the 49ers, try and wreak some kind of havoc uh, as you know, the Cowboys try to, to win this game? Uh, as far as the, the flip side to that, uh, with the 49ers defense, vulnerable to the big play, vulnerable to the big play early in the game. You know Dallas is going to want to run the football. Sometimes they can get a little pass happy. I, I think the mobility of Dak, as we talked about in the first segment, is is really a question. It's which Dak is going to show up, the good Dak, the bad Dak, the mobile Dak, the, the stand-in-the-pocket Dak, as we, uh, we welcome in. Larry Kruger here Big Larry. Uh, on, on 9857 <laughs> The Game. Larry, glad Larry, you could join you us. Scared. We wow. thought you were scared, baby. I was talking about you on air. Did you hear me? I was like, Larry's scared. The game's got too fired up. Larry's so fired up. He took the wrong turn. I would have oh, figured you'd have been here about 8 in the morning. Right. No, Gr no. Great American Parkway. Uh, was a parking lot. Was yeah. an absolute yeah. parking yeah. lot. Yes, and so, man, oh, that's all I got to say. Good luck to everybody out there because give yourself extra time uh, for sure today. But, yeah, I don't know what you guys have already covered. Oh, uh, you know, you've probably already talked about the entire game. But No, we're just we're just kind of kind of getting into it. Like no, yeah, we talked a little bit about the rivalry. Just uh, what it meant. What the right off the top because, I mean, if you're of a certain age, I mean, it's 49. Like, the Cowboys are the most hated you know, franchise it, yeah. going. I mean, I thought it was really cool that Shanahan showed the Niner players, uh, you know, 81 and mm -hmm. the 90s and, you know, the rivalry, get a taste of it so they yeah. know that they're part they're of some, something bigger than just themselves or just this year's version of Niners and Cowboys. But a lot of blue coming in, a lot of Niner lot fans of blue, fired right? up. Yeah. Dallas travels well. They do. Perfect day for football, though. It, 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 it's very windy. Yeah. So I wonder kind of if the wind, just walking in from the car, it's, 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 it's a very windy day. I and don't know it, if it's going to be a windy on the field, but it was, it's windy out here. Yeah, and it was, it was noticeable. And I, I went down on the field briefly. I got here, I guess it would have been around noon, uh, and, and walked down to the field because I, I could notice that the flags were really whipping atop Levi's. And I looked at the goalposts, and Robbie Gold was getting out there. Yeah. 
a little bit earlier, just kind of walking around. Then they did the whole thing that they do. They bring the flag out. They do all the thing where they, they prep for all the pregame ceremonies. Yeah. So he kind of got the boot there. But yeah. but I went down and it, it, it was whipping around. More noticeable higher than, than on the field. And I, I, I checked the weather app. It's 10 to 15 mile an hour winds okay. is, is what's projected. But uh, it was it was noticeable even on the goalposts that were going around, especially in uh, the, is it the north north end zone? It's the, the, right, the, right. the far end zone from where we sit. Yeah, that's the north end zone. Yeah. And, and I think the wind favors the 49ers here. I mean, the 49ers, I think the big question is, can the Niners you know, have success running it at Dallas's run D, which is like 22nd or something like that in the NFL. And then can the can Dallas throw it against the 49er weakness on defense, which has been their pass defense? Um, so if it's hard, if it's a hard day to pass, if it's a really, really windy uh, day, maybe that will favor the running games. And I think if you said one side's going to run the ball and stop the run, I think that side's going to be the 49ers today. I really do. Yeah, and I mean, is this more of a run or run or, or pass kind of against well, the Niners came out through it against Seattle, yeah, they even did. in the elements, which was a little surprising. Maybe some of that was trying to get Purdy relaxed. It was also, hey, that's how would you want to attack Seattle, although they've been vulnerable to the run as well. And they have, and I, I think it's interesting just watching Cal Shanahan train of thought. He's going to do what he wants to do, and he's going to do it no matter what we say or what we do. And I thought it was like, hey, look, why did you come out and just run the ball, pound the ball, do quick passes, get the ball out of Purdy's hand, let him have some success? No, he was going for the home run. And Purdy missed early. And you let Seattle run the ball. First play of the game, they pick up eight, nine yards on a run game. So you're like, okay, Seattle came out and had that mantra that, hey, we're going to run the ball. So I got to see what the Niners, the Niners have to still be the Niners. And, and you want to chest things out because you're a good enough team. You're playing at home. And you got to say, hey, look, we got to throw the ball. I get that. But when it's windy like that, I think that right now, if you looked at both these offenses, and I've asked both of you guys, what offense to you seem more that it's by design and, and, and how – how, you know, if you say, I'm not saying which one's more difficult, but which one's more difficult to defend? Which one's more, is more, you know, gives you more illusions? Which one is going to make guys, you know, have to honor where they're at, honor the reads and look at certain things? And I think that's the San Francisco 49ers. And that's not me being biased. I think that's universal. You look at the Miami Dolphins. Look what, how their offense, how you have to defend every blade of grass because it gives you so many movements. And I think that's what the San Francisco 49ers have over Dallas. Dallas is going to stand up. They're going to make a play action. They're going to go at you. They're going to try to still spread. The, but it doesn't. it's not like the Niners, what they do with the zone, and they got the cutback in the boots and all those different things you have to defend, Larry. Well, I mean, I like Tony Pollard the most. Of, oh, of, yeah. the, of the Dallas weapons, I think he's easily the most explosive guy and he can burn you as a runner he can burn you as a receiver um they they move cd lamb all over the place sure. so I, I think when he's outside you're going to see him locked up on Char charvarius ward yeah. locked up on him but cd lamb runs most of his routes from the slot and that means he's getting jimmy ward and to me that's a great matchup i, I think that's going to be one to watch i think dallas in a lot of ways is a one wide receiver team now me saying that i watch michael gallup go for 150 yeah. yards but Gallup's had injuries. Gallup's had some inconsistency. If you look at the numbers, Dalton Schultz is technically their second receiver. But I think, you know, look at that, look at that game from last year. Um, I thought there were times where Dak really had a hard time hooking up with C.D. Lamb. And I think if I'm the 49ers, if there's one thing I can take away from them today, I'd like to try to take away C.D. Lamb and tilt the coverage towards him. I would definitely roll the coverage toward him. Um, you yeah. know, we think about that, J.D., I would roll the coverage to him. But so you look for Dallas, like he said, though, when you're looking at listen where you're standing, like, okay, you're going to roll the coverage toward him. 
But what are they going to do? Dallas, how are they going to comment? They're going to try to put him in a slat, try to move mm-hmm. him around for you. Can't necessarily double him at all right. times. No, and, and he's more comfortable, like you said, Larry, in, in the slot. Dalton Schultz is interesting. Pollard and Schultz are the two guys that I kind of honed in on. Pollard is, like you said, explosive. The Niners vulnerable at times down the middle, uh, you know, or the seams. You know, that's where they like to get Dalton Schultz the football. What, what, what's your take on just being able to defend Dalton Schultz and, and the, the chunk ability? I, I saw some similarities to the, the way the Raiders made the, the 49ers vulnerable on New Year's Day. That, that, you know, could the Cowboys replicate some of that with the tight end and with Pollard? I think Dallas has got three guys in Gallup, CD and Schultz. Those are their primary. They also go double tight end. They'll sometimes use three tight ends. The kid Ferguson out of Wisconsin is kind of an underrated player. Um, Don't be surprised if you see a lot of two tight end today. You know, with the 49ers, I think the defensive key is it's all about the Niner front. Can the Niner defensive front against a bigger Cowboy line, but also one that has some changes yeah. and some, and they've been some injuries. guys in different spots and right. injuries. McGovern's at left guard. You got the rookie Tyler Smith at left tackle. He's had a ton of holding penalties. I think he's got 14 penalties on the year, nine holding penalties. Just talking to some of the players this week, they really like it when they start when when um, D'Amico dials up games. Um, the key play, games, yeah, the okay. key play last week was three Niner defensive linemen lined up right. Ebukam lined up left. Ebukam took a hard charge inside. He took both the right tackle and the right guard with him. And Omenihu waited a tick, looped around, and got that paw on the on the ball, popped it out. Bosa fumbles. Uh, the game. F- force of the fumble. Uh, f- yeah. Fumble recovery, I right. should say, and that was the biggest play of the game. Yes, it was. JD said. So easy. I think it's I think it's not about sending more than four. I, I think it's about sending three or four and dropping seven or eight, but playing games up front to make that cowboy line that has a bunch of new guys in new spots communicate throughout the day. He's right. And what did you take about that, JD? When you're looking at when you think about offensive line, especially Dallas, they're big guys, and so you know when you when you're thinking about that, Larry's saying, hey, look. How do you get those guys to move? What are you going to do when a guy crosses your face? If your shoulders go too far, now how do you come off when you got a TE, when you get the end goes first, the ET, where the end goes down first, like Larry's talking about, crosses his face, and then the tackle comes around and looping. So I think the Niners are going to try to get them like that, but that's also if the Dallas Cowboys, J.D., that if they have a game on, now it's a twist stunt that the Niners are, and you could hit a big run in the running game because they twisted right out of an open in the space. All right, he's Lorenzo Neal, Larry Kruger. I'm going to hang out with you here to the top of the hour. It is the kickoff show from the Hilton Santa Clara. Got the tailgate party going on and Alaria, you were getting stopped left and right I think by all the, the they love Larry. fans just, yeah. just ready to, to check in and, and, and show out for, for this matchup kickoff show presented by Harris Ranch. Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality uh, here on 95.7 The Game. The other thing we were kicking around, Larry, in, yeah. in the first hour is just which team you have more confidence in to play a buttoned-up game. And, and I know you mentioned some of the penalty issues on the offensive line for, for the Cowboys. I, I go back, and I'm not sure how much you take away from, from last year's game, but, but if you go back and watch the playoff game from a year ago, the Cowboys were a bleep show uh, in terms of just penalties and shoddy play. And they, there were a couple of trick plays they tried to pull on the 49ers to, to no avail that really helped the 49ers grab control of the game. The Niners kind of melted down after they got the lead and it looked comfortable and they were shoddy in their own right. But it's kind of which team do you trust more to play a, a more sound, cleaner game with a lot of mistakes. The Mike McCarthy teams tend to have a lot of mistakes, which bites Dallas when they lose. You know, it, it's a great question because – 
this could be Mike McCarthy's final game as the head coach of the Cowboys if the Cowboys lose in, in dramatic fashion or in a, in a big, bad way. I, you know, who's more trustworthy? On the surface, I guess you look at it and say, well, man, the Cowboys are because Dak's a veteran and Brock Purdy's playing in only a second playoff game. Then you look a little closer and you realize that Dak Prescott ended the regular season with 11 interceptions in his final seven games. Now, if he plays the way he played last week against Tampa, that bodes, bodes well for Dallas. But he's not been taking care of the football. On the other side, Purdy has been taking care of the football. The one thing you're not going to see, I don't think, I don't think you're going to see the Cowboy running backs fumble. They haven't fumbled once all year. I don't think you're going to see Elijah Mitchell fumble. So ultimately, um, and, and Brock has, has gotten away with some, some, you know, yeah. his, some iffy throws that could have been interceptions. So to me, I think the key part in this game is the beginning for Brock. We saw it last week. There were some nerves. Let him settle in a little bit. If you. I was Shanahan, I'd you. be a little bit more conservative, come out a little bit uh, running the ball. Let him get his feet wet. Let him get the nerves out. Let him just get into – let him get hit once or twice. Let him, you know, get the, into the full game flow before I start taking in a lot of risks with the ball in the air. Do you, what do you think? Do you think they come out – you think that Dallas comes out and play two shell? you think they're going to come – or six, seven guys in the box? You think they're gonna play single safety? How would you? How if you're Dallas? How are you coming out to defend the Niners? I'm putting you on a spot, Larry, because yeah. I know you've been around the, this game. I know you guys have. So, what would you do? How, how, how do you? How, how do you? How do you cover this team? Well, the first question you got to ask is the health situation. There's only one really injured player today, and it's J. Ron Curse. And the the Cowboys go with two stack backers, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, is the big-bodied guy, and and basically they go with the the, the big nickel look with J. Ron Curse and the three safeties. Now, if Curse can't go. What does that do? I think in this game, if you look at the Cowboy linebackers, Anthony Barr, better going forward. Right. Leighton Vander Esch, 258 pounds, 260 pounds. Get those guys isolated, in space, on an athlete, I'm and make you. them play coverage. I think that's the key to the game for the 49ers. I think there's a lot of plays to be had there. Yeah, and, and that's what I think that they're going to do, J.D. I think that Dallas is going to play a lot of zone. I don't see them manning up because of McCaffrey and just what Larry said. You have big backers that they just, you know, they want to go each. They want to get downhill in space eaters. So I think they're going to play a lot of zone, try to bracket a lot of a lot of these uh, Niners receivers and stuff and say, get home up front with the defensive front. One of the other big numbers, just going back to the, the turnovers and, and the buttoned-up play, I wanted to make sure I had this right. And Tim Kawakami of The Athletic has been all over this, but it's, it's the turnover deal with the 49ers. They're 14-0 and right. this season when they have the turnover advantage. Or even. And, the, yeah, and they're 0-4 when they don't. Right. So it's been like the Niners have literally been, hey, turn, you, you win the you win turnover, turnover battle. battle. You, don't lose, you don't lose the turnover battle. You win the game like clockwork. You lose the turnover battle. You win the game. Sometimes we get in all these matchups. They're all great, but a lot of times playoff games come down to turnovers, and can you overcome turnovers if, if you have them? One thing that to look for in this game, the 49ers run 21 personnel, which is you know just two backs, one tight end, real basic. They've been doing it forever. It's a dying formation in, in the NFL I'll because say. it's a Dying, it's a dying uh, personnel grouping, I should say, because it's uh, people go to the spread, right? Everybody's spreading it out. The Cowboys have faced 21 personnel on 27 snaps all season. It's the lowest rate of any team in the NFL. And so what do they do? They play the nickel. As I said, they play that big nickel. The Niners passing out of 21 personnel against nickel defenses, 42 of 51 for 500 
105 yards and 10.8 yards per attempt. The Niners crush nickel defenses with their 21 personnel, um, and I expect they'll, they'll have a lot of success. I think this is a, I think it's a matchup that really favors the 49ers when you look at how these teams stack up. It, it, without a doubt, if they played nickel personnel against 21, I used to love it back in the day when I had blocking for guys like LaDainian Thomason and Corey Dillon mm-hmm. and Eddie George. If you played two shell and you said, I'm going to go with nickel, go with nickel personnel, we would run you out of, out of the park because now you're going nickel. What you're doing is you're taking the Sam backer off the field and you're putting him, replacing him with the safety or, you know, a corner. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, that's why you talked about Larry. It's Cal Shanahan. He says, okay, if you want to do that, I'm going to run you out of the stadium and I'm going to make sure I exploit and see if that nickel really wants to tackle, if he wants to stick his head in there. So I think you're right when it comes to that matchup. It's going to be interesting, just the cat and mouse game altogether. The other takeaway yep. from, from last year's game, I thought, in, in watching it back this week, and, and the Niners have gotten away, I think, from you know really hammering the run, hammering, hammering, hammering the run, as they did last year. By necessity, last year, different football team. This team's had better quarterback play. They've got more weapons. McCaffrey, the gravity and all of that has, has really opened some things up. But going back to last year's game, and I wonder if this rings true today, guys, is I felt like Kyle Shanahan really believed that, hey, the Niners are the more physical team and that they could hit Dallas in the mouth and Dallas wouldn't get up and wouldn't recover from it. And, and that's where as we start to you know break down how does Dallas defend to the Niners, they want to run the football. This could be a a mano a mano hey we're tougher than you you know get back to that a little bit for the 49ers against the cowboys it worked for them last year absolutely and i and, and there's reasons jd we should see it again this year why packers ran for 207 they ran 39 times in that overtime game earlier this year for 200 plus yards 5-3 a carry and that was earlier now recently dallas took on jacksonville um, you know, yeah. whatever that was five weeks ago, yeah. Jaguars ran for seven, one a carry. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, you know, I think this is the game that to protect Lenore, protect Tafanga, protect Gibson in coverage. I think this is the game where Kyle Shanahan really, it's a, it's mandatory that he plays, a, you know, complimentary football and run the football. You win the time of possession. Dallas, I think, is like 22nd or 23rd in the NFL yeah. time of possession. So they're not a big time of possession team. The Niners can do it either way. They yeah. can go quick strike yeah. or they can go long extended drives. I, I would try to win that time of possession. I think the team that wins the time of possession wins today. Yeah, and I'm with you. I'd be physical, but I, I'm like, I'll, I'm playing with the mind that I think that we're playing next week and playing after that. So if I'm going to do that, I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to show my physicality. But I'm going to tell you, if I'm the Niners, though, I don't come out and say, I'm just going to line up and play smash mouth football day because I'm going to kill you on the perimeter. You look at the Niners, what they put Debo in the backfield. Now you have McCaffrey and, and Debo in the backfield and both of them on flares. Pick your poison. You guys just alluded to how the big Dallas Cowboys linebackers are. And now you got two guys in space. Which And now you're asking a linebacker, 258 pounds, to break down and cover Debo and McCaffrey. Have fun. So I'm going to do, I'm going to pound them. But at times, I'm going to try to spread them out. It's just like a run, like you said, Larry. You pitch it to them, you throw it to them, and now put them out on space, and you're still getting downhill. All right, Lorenzo Neal, Larry Kruger. I'm going to get out of your guys' hair as we're up against it here. One hour in the books. I'm going to head back over uh, inside Levi's and and hand it off to you guys for the final hour here, getting everybody set up for what should be a good one. The divisional round, always tremendous. 49ers-Cowboys rivalry, always tremendous. So the guys are coming back next. Kickoff show presented by Harris Ranch Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality. We roll on here from the Hilton Santa Clara 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.